Welcome to the latest episode of the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Wolf. This week, we're going to be talking about back to school as schools are getting ready to start all over the Central Virginia area, one side or the other of the Labor Day holiday that's upcoming. We're going to be talking to Chandra Taswell, the Fort Lee School Liaison Officer, and she'll have a lot to talk about as we get ready to go back to school across the Central Virginia area. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Please feel free to subscribe and rate the podcast and leave us a review. If you have any suggestions, feel free to leave it in the review or reach out to us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. They are all at Army Fort Lee. Uh, we monitor that regularly and we'll keep an eye out for your comments about the podcast. Uh, producing the recording today is Chad Menegay, making me and Chandra and everybody else, whoever appears on our podcast, sound great as it goes out to you in the podcatosphere. So please sit back and enjoy this episode of the Fort Lee Podcast. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm here today with Chandra Taswell, Fort Lee's School Liaison Officer. Uh, welcome and thank you for coming on a podcast. Uh, thank you, Jefferson, for having me. Appreciate it. First off, tell us about your job. People may not know a whole lot about what the School Liaison Officer's responsibilities are, so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. Well, as the school liaison officer, I am the main point of contact between our military families and our uh community schools. Um, and so that does, just doesn't include Prince George County Schools, which services our, our families here on the installation. But um, I cover Central Virginia, so that would include about 14 more school divisions. So uh, just at POC uh, for any questions uh, schools might have and any uh, support that I can give our military families. Perfect. Thank you. Tell me why you like your job. I'm very passionate about this job as, because I am a former military spouse. I'm also a former military child, and I know what these families are going through. I know the experience. I know the anxiety. And so when I get a call from a parent, it's, it's, it's my opportunity to help them as much as I can and try to relieve some of that anxiety. So, you know, I love working with the families. No, I can't always solve all the problems, but I do do my very best to put them in the best place that I can, find those resources, et cetera. So all the students who live on Fort Lee go mm -hmm. to Prince George schools, right? Correct. So with the surrounding schools, where's the largest population of dependents, which has the largest number of Fort Lee-related students? Right. So, of course, Prince George is obviously has the largest. Right. Chesterfield County is another school district. And, you know, if I were to include the other school district, Henrico has – uh, Henrico Public Schools has quite a few. Uh, Colonial Heights has quite a few. Um, and then, you know, all, to be honest with you, all of the schools um, in the Central Virginia area have some uh, military-connected families in them. But the ones I named are probably going to be the larger numbers. So for the students that live on Fort Lee, which school buildings do they actually go to in Prince George, and how far away are they? How far a, a ride on the school bus or, or a car are they? Um, so for the families or the students that attend Prince George County Schools, um, their zone school is determined by their residential address. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would determine what school, what the exact school that the child goes to. There are five elementary schools. There's one um, junior high school that houses our eighth and ninth graders. There's one middle school that houses the sixth and seventh graders, and then, of course, the high school that houses our 10th through 12th graders. Um, Prince George is very rural, so, um, you know, the schools are spread out a bit. Walton and Beasley Elementary School are the closest to, Prince, uh, okay. to uh, Fort Lee, maybe about 10 miles away, and then you get a little further away, 
and I'm not really good with mileage, but for, yeah. as far as distance is concerned, uh, uh, some schools can be as far as a 20-minute ride uh, for the uh, families or students on the school bus. So they get on that school bus really early in the morning so they can get <laughs> to these schools. Uh, so they're, they're, some of them are pretty, pretty far out there. Yeah. So we're getting close to back to school. So what's happening this week and next week as the kids get ready to go back to school? Uh, some of the schools are starting next week. Hopewell's already year-round, right? Correct. And then Prince Prince George starts a little later than everybody else. So talk us through the, the timeline and, and what uh, what's going on right now. So um, Cheshirefield starts on the 22nd, and Prince George and Colonial Heights start um, September 6th, the day after Labor Day. Right. So um, a lot of schools are uh, getting prepared for those schools that haven't uh, started yet are getting prepared. You've got school orientations coming up, so I would encourage parents to definitely be on the lookout for that. You'll probably get some robocalls to remind you about that. Um, and then I would uh, definitely encourage uh, early registration. Uh, better to be proactive than reactive. Um especially for those children in kindergarten through fifth grade, because they will need school physicals. And, and you know, you're going to have to uh, get appointments for that. So, you know, try to do that as, as soon as you can. Sometimes these registrations can take at least an hour and a half, oh, wow. just because, you know, all of the paperwork that has to be processed. So the sooner you get registered, if you're not, the better. Um, and that that's those are the main things that's going on. And again, I would definitely be looking out on those websites because, a lot of information there that can help you prepare for the beginning of the school year. Every year, Prince George County, they will stop registration. And, and they do this every year to give them the opportunity to start collecting class schedules, start collecting bus schedules. And you can't do that if you keep registering parents. So they cut the registration off. Okay. And so I wanted to provide those dates to parents. I mean, it is on the school website, but just to give it again. Um, so they're not going to be take, scheduling registrations August 29th, 30th, and 31st, and September 1st and 6th. They're not going to be scheduling any registrations. Okay. But they will resume registration um, on September 7th by appointment only. So if you haven't registered your child by August 29th, then um, at the earliest you would get the opportunity to register your child would be September 27th. Oh, wow. So that break in there is to let them catch up. And it won't count against the kids if they come in and they can't get registered in time. But they'll pick it up on the back end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's just, you know, some parents wonder, well, why can't I register my child? But they've been doing this for years. And right. But, you know, some families are new and, and they don't realize that. So. And unfortunately, in a military environment, you have people coming in and out all the time, right? Absolutely. And they're, they're aware of that. And one thing I will say about Prince George County Schools, uh, for as far as our, that's the school that supports our families on post, is they work with us. They're very flexible um, in a lot of ways because they know that our families are transitioning throughout the school year. One question that I wanted to, if you could talk a little bit about, you've been a military spouse, right? Mm -hmm. You've been an educator. So you have a good perspective to look at military kids on the whole. So talk a little bit about how military kids are different from maybe civilian kids and what advantages they have when they move from school district to school district like they all do. Well, I think think all of us in this world know that, you know, we're a very transient population. You know, that's that's what what that's what the military is. They, they're transitioning all the time. And I think from a from a child's perspective, it can be pretty, pretty, um, pretty difficult for them, both socially and emotionally. You know, some of our children have great coping skills while others don't have such good coping skills. And so um, it's really important not only that the family is 
you know, mindful of that, but our educators are mindful of that. I mean, our kids are spending six and a half hours, five days a week in your classroom. And so, you know, knowing who those kids are and, and knowing, you know, the, the lifestyle that they live, it's important that educators, um, you know, communicate with our families, you know, if they see something, um, you know, that might be, uh, you know, concerning to the, t- to, to the teacher in the classroom. It's, it's when you don't have those communications, that's when you start having the the challenges in the classroom, the behavioral issues. So uh, the, the, just the unique lifestyle that they, that they have, the transitioning, um, is, is really, really important. It's important that our educators work with us. Um, our children literally can uh, transition uh, n- uh, nine times in their K-12 year. So that's almost once yeah. a year. Right. I mean, I was a military child, and I transferred once a year starting in eighth grade. That's a lot. It yeah. really is. Yes. Most kids can't even relate to that. Now that that the disadvantage is you're constantly churning, but the advantage is you develop some coping skills as far as being able to integrate into new environments. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, one of the biggest disadvantages, obviously, is the academic piece, you know, mm-hmm. because you're switching schools and every uh, uh, state has different school mandates, different requirements. Um, you know, we have the interstate compact that's supposed to support that piece. Um, and school, uh, every 50, all 50 states have signed it, which means they agree to support our military families through right. this interstate compact and address some of those provisions in there, um, academics being one of them. Um, so that means, you know, looking at course substitution, course waivers, especially for our high school students. Um, it means looking at um, uh, grade placement. You know, maybe a kindergartner started school in Wisconsin but wasn't eligible to start here. But if they already started in Wisconsin, right. these schools should be allowing that child to, to continue with their right. kindergarten um, their kindergarten education. So, you know, all, all of that's really important when you take into consideration um, our, our transient population and, um, you know, how our students are affected by it and impacted by it socially and emotionally. Right. I, I think, you know, while they are dealing with the transitions, um, I think our, our children are very resilient. I mean, they've been exposed to some, some uh, worldwide cultures that their uh, civilian counterparts haven't, yeah. and, and that's a plus, you know. Right. Um, and uh, they're, they're probably a little more adaptable because they have to be because of the, the, the lifestyle that they live. Right. And I think all of that's important to, as on a positive spin, to our children. Um, and, and, you know, adaptability is very important because that's part of coping skills. So now, um, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's those two things right there are, are right. positive as, as far as even though they have, you know, the, the frequent trans, transitions, those two things I think are really yeah. important. You learn how to deal with these things and going forward in life, I think it helps. For the kids that live on Fort Lee, what are they looking at that's a little different about Prince George this year? Well, you know, obviously we've been through COVID and they had some restrictions there. Um, I think they're loosening up a little bit, still Mm -hmm. being cautious and still, you know, doing what they need to do to make sure that the kids are safe. Obviously, new classroom, new teachers. Mm -hmm. So for those parents who are new to Fort Lee... Uh, what advice would you have for them when interacting with Prince George or any of the other local school districts? So, again, I would just encourage early registration. Um, you know, I would encourage uh, them to, uh, you know, get to know their parent portal. Every parent is assigned a parent portal when they register their child for school. This is a great communication 
formed between your parent and the um, the uh, teacher. Um, it's a great way for tracking academic progress, um, uh, attendance, um, and just really communicating with that teacher. So make sure you know how to work it. Uh, if you have questions or if you're having challenges with it, you know, reach out to your schools and they will put you in contact with the right person to get you assistance and make sure that that, that is working. But I definitely encourage you to Make sure you're familiar with it and, and know how to operate uh, the parent portal because it's going to be a significant piece in, in, in that communication between the child and the teacher and the schools. Because we, it's a military community, we have people moving in and out all year long. There's going to be people coming into the, into the Fort Lee system, mm-hmm. and there's going to be people going out. For those people who are planning to leave Fort Lee to PCS during the school year, mm-hmm. what would you advise them to do to get ready to have their kids move to another school district? Well, I would definitely advise you to get in contact with your school liaison officer because, you know, we, there are school liaisons all over the world, CONUS and OCONUS, and mm-hmm. we can put you in contact with that person that can help you navigate um, your your new area, your new school. So definitely reach out to your school liaison officer. So they can officer. contact your office or they can maybe go online and research it themselves. They could do that or, or they can contact me, whichever they feel more comfortable doing. Um, right. You know, I'm the type of person I would like to contact the person and have some direct dialogue with them and, you know, so that they can give me that email address and and just kind of cut down on all the research and then figuring out where to click here and there. So reaching out to me, I have no problem with helping families. As a matter of fact, I do that. That's that's my main job. How often do you interact with the other school liaison officers on other posts across the country? Is that something you do on a regular basis? Are there some of them, you know, and, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, I know to call this person personally. Absolutely. I mean, we we engage every day. You know, there's always uh, a question or about a parent has a question about maybe the uh, receiving uh, area and I can reach out to my colleagues and find out what that is, you know, get contact information. It just makes it easy. It's already parents are already a little anxious, you know, the Mm -hmm. move, household goods, you know, they have children, you know, maybe children with special needs. And so the easier and the more seamless we can make it for them. Uh, the better. So uh, that contact with my colleagues is very important in, in making sure that I have the accurate information and points of contacts that I can provide parents so that they can zero in on that specific for their child. Now, you mentioned special needs children. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything, any advice you would give uh, parents who have special needs kids here locally that are coming into the environment that they can do to make their transition easier? Well, I would definitely make sure that they connect with the Exceptional Family Member Program. It's a great resource for these families and in helping them navigate their individual education plans or IEPs. Definitely connect with them, get registered with them. They have a lot of resources that they can provide the families. So that, that, that's, that's very important. And, and, of course, you know, connect with myself for additional resources. Uh, EF, EF, the EFMP office and myself, we work very closely to support these families. So definitely con- getting connected with them. Okay, and last but not least, uh, the new school being built. Prince George is building a new school building, and some of our students will go there. Tell me a little bit about that process. The construction is coming along. Um, They um, anticipate the facility is being built to replace the existing Walton Elementary School. So those students there will be transitioned to that school probably around February of next year. Okay. Um, And I know families are probably going to have questions about zoning and all of that, that that's going to happen. Because there's obviously not enough students in Walton, and so they're going to have to relook at rezoning of schools. But that won't happen, and nothing will be solidified until 
2023-2024 school year. So right now it's just a transitioning of the students at Walton Elementary School to the uh, new school, which is anticipated to be called, I believe, uh, Middle Road Elementary School. Right. I drove by it the other day. It's it's big. It's a lot bigger than the existing Walton. I know that. So right. Oh yeah, and it's it's great. Okay, well, that's all I have for you today. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. One thing I would note, um, could you please give out your phone number in p- case people want to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me at 804-765-3813. That's my uh, desk phone. Um, I'm My office hours are 8 to 530, but I am in and out. And uh, if you uh, can't reach me, please leave your number and contact information, and even more importantly, a good time to call you. And that way we will connect. Sometimes we end up playing phone tag, but uh, you give me a time to call you. I guarantee you I will call you during that time frame and we can connect and answer any questions you might have. Thank you very much. That was Chandra Taswell, Fort Lee School Liaison Officer with us on the Fort Lee Podcast. That is a wrap for this edition of the Fort Lee Podcast. Thank you for joining us and please join us next time.